The growth in using podcasts to help you grow your personal band and get noticed is truly exploding. Like I thought it was saturated, being honest. When I started my original podcast, Method Marketing, about three years ago, but now, like seriously, every woman in her chihuahua has got a podcast. Um, and it's just more and more coming up. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a podcast, though. Podcasts are awesome. The power of being in someone else's ear allows us to build a connection and a trust level that is so hard to do any other way. And so it's great. And it does feel kind of weird to be saying that on my own podcast with you listening to me currently in your ears. But hey, we'll just get over that hurdle right now. Confident content, which I still can't say, guys. I don't know how many episodes I've done now and I still struggle to say it. Why did I choose a name that I find so difficult to say? Um, Confident Content is actually my third podcast. The first one that I launched, and I'm embarrassed to say this, I actually launched that before I had even ever listened to a podcast. I was arrogant enough to think that I could just do it. And then when I launched Map Marketing, I was like, you know what, I think I actually need to do a bit of research here and got really into podcasts myself and went, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I see. Uh, And I'm also going to change the way I do my podcast from now on. So now I do feel like an older hand at it and still I'm I'm still really astounded at the positive impact that it's had on my business. It's not only brought my clients, but it's also given me a really amazing library of rich content that I can reuse in my marketing. And it's also so very me because when we start talking into a microphone, we kind of forget that we're being recorded and we talk more naturally and we get our own words and our own style and we find our voice, which for us as personal brand people is really, really important. Our guest today is going to help you get ready to launch your podcast. Janelle Hosking is a career and business confidence coach, and she helps people, mainly women, is that mainly women or women? Mainly women. I, I like to say women or men comfortable in women-led spaces. I stole that off someone yes, else. I love that. I think it's good. We can both share it. We'll steal it with, off Sarah, who I stole it off. Um, so it helps women to progress to that next level of confidence. She helps you raise the bar on your expectations for yourself and your life as you overcome limiting beliefs, people-pleasing, fear of success, fear of failure, and more. So I think it's great that she's talking about podcasting because I know lots of people have a fear around all the stuff that happens around that. Like, what if no one likes me? What if my voice is squeaky? Why did I do a low voice for that? Who knows? Uh, Janelle, I launched her own podcast, Get Confident with Janelle Hosk within 24 hours of finally deciding she was going to do it. And that's a wow for me because I'm an overthinker and planner when it came to mine. As a confidence coach and speaker, it was the perfect avenue to build the authority and confidence in who she is and deservedly so. I do want to just have a little disclaimer here. She did spend seven years in radio, so she didn't come in completely fresh. And so let's just say that because I think that's important. So the fear of the microphone wasn't a barrier. And so we're not going to cover that. Um, you can talk to Janelle if you need confidence out around that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but in this episode, Janelle is going to walk us through all her thought processes, steps and pathways to getting her podcast off the ground and what she's learned first. Um Plus, you're going to probably find out just how much more complicated I make it as I talk to her because, boy, I just <laughs> overcomplicated it so much. When I taught my coaching group how to do podcasting, I think I actually accidentally um, vaccinated them against podcasting. So I'm going to send them this one to say, hey, it's easier. So let's all learn from the simplicity of Janelle launching her podcast in the journey. So welcome to the show, Janelle. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and I love podcasting and everything you said about the value of having a podcast and even being on podcasts is so true. So I love that you are, you know, really keen to help encourage more people to create podcasts. So let's start with a little bit about you first, um, because obviously we're going to jump into the how-to soon, but tell us a little bit more about you and why you became a confidence coach and kind of that journey and, and what you do with it. Yeah, so I feel like I've always, always been a very motivated and determined person. And I think that helped me to gain this sense of confidence because I knew something I wanted to do. I just went out and did it. I wouldn't let anyone stop me. Um, and I always had that from a very young age. And I think that's actually what allowed me to get into radio, especially so young. I just wouldn't let anybody say no to me. And if they did, I would always say, I'll see you next week and I'll try again. And I that's- love that tenacity. <laughs> well, I mean, I was young. I had time, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not, I don't want anything else. So I'm just going to keep annoying you until I get what I want. And um, that ended up happening. So 
I, I had this career in radio and I progressed quite quickly. I ended up being on a three-person breakfast show down in Manawatu, um, more FM, speaking to about 80,000 people per day. That's awesome. And yeah, and I, I, I love using voice and so I love how you spoke about you know being in someone's ears for me it's the power of actually utilizing your own voice and helping you to find your own voice and the podcast is a is a perfect vehicle for that and while I was in this radio career essentially I'd hit the highlight right like the big time uh and I just realized I actually don't like this anymore (laughs) <laughs> and this isn't what I want for my life. It's kind of funny when you reach the top of the mountain of something that you've been going for. It's often only in that moment that you realize there was an aspect of that that you loved. Yes. But it wasn't the whole story. I remember thinking um, I modeled in, at um, Fashion Week in the plus size division. Um, but I remember thinking I'd always kind of liked the idea of modeling as a thing because I and so I did it. And I realized I hated being in front of people when I couldn't open my mouth. Wow. <laughs> it was like, oh, because I, I thought anything's good. If I'm like if I'm in front of people, I'm good. But I realize I have to have my mouth open to be happy in front of people. I can't just be standing there or walking. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. That's yeah. a big realization. And, you know, I, I had this realization and I was like, well, crap, now what? Yeah. Because I generally envisioned that I would be with this company for my whole life. And I might get sick of being on air one day, but mm. I'll probably go into sales or, you know, it's a it's a radio or media as an industry where you can have a whole career there and you can just chop and change between different things. And breakfast is a big win. Like breakfast show Such is like, that, like, okay, it's in Manawatu, but in Manawatu, that would have been the apex of the bre- of the radio shows. It's that one or the drive time of the two that are the big ones, right? Exactly. And so then the next step would have been, well, let's see if I can go to a bigger region or a bigger Brazil. station. And so it's that like whole thing of, oh, what, what's the plan? if I don't do that exactly and so that time my confidence absolutely dipped and that's probably the first time where I was feeling like well who am I if I'm not this radio person what is that identity and so I went on this whole big journey a lot of personal and professional development I got involved in the community I literally did anything I could to try and find myself again but without this badge of radio And within a year, I found my calling in another area, which is helping entrepreneurs to become their best so that they can start and grow great businesses. I ended up doing that for four years. I was um, working with an organization that helps entrepreneurs. So that was awesome. And I got to learn a lot of skills on the job and then went and worked sales and marketing in a brand new startup. And that was just insane. It was like two years of daily anxiety and grinding you know because this thing is has got a like survival die kind of thing because you you've invested so much money into it and um, I was very grateful to be the first full-time employee in that organization so I got to be part of the I guess the groundwork and I learned a lot there too and then it got to the point where I was just like I love this work but I want to do this for myself and I want to I want to actually kind of go back to what I was doing, but as a self-employed person. And so, yeah, I, I took all the skills that I learned from radio and then from helping entrepreneurs and really found that confidence piece as a huge benefit to people. If you don't have confidence in yourself or in your abilities, you're not going to actually do anything. You might always think about doing those things. You might think about starting that podcast, but if you don't feel confident in yourself and your abilities, you won't actually do it or you'll self-sabotage your way and just deny yourself the experience of living. Yeah, and I was listening to this a podcast actually a few months ago and I really loved it. It was a psycholog- psychiatrist and he was talking about how confidence is built. And one of the things I really liked about it from a coaching perspective that for both you and I is that he said that it starts with having a really big um like a fear, like a fear of the thing that you are in now is um, is worse than the fear of the thing. You you know, you have to choose your fear. But then he said the next step is taking action. He said it's not about winning or being successful. It's just taking action to move yourself towards the lesser fear or towards the bigger goal. And if you can keep on visioning that, then your confidence grows from the taking action not actually whether you get the goal or not, which I thought was a really interesting thing because we often talk about you've got to set a goal and you've got to go for it and the, and the goals, like, it's kind of like the radio, the goal is going to be the apex, but it's not the apex because if you set it on that goal and then you get there and you're not happy with it, 
that's where the confidence goes, right? So it was a really interesting thing of saying, oh yeah, it's um, it's not about just saying I'm going to be confident. It's really about an active behavior change that you need to make. Mm-hmm, most definitely, and confidence is the is the journey. You know, um, I say to my clients all the time: once someone's been working with me for, you know, maybe we're halfway through our package, they've already built so much confidence. Yet I haven't actually given them a how to be confident. Yeah, it's just one step at a time, one one daily action, or doing something that scares you. And before you know it, you reflect on who you were even just six weeks ago and think, "Wow, I'm." slightly more confident than I was back then and you didn't actually have any confidence tools other than doing it like the action that is fascinating to me and I think Mm. that our brains get so in the way of this Mm -hmm. Um, I had a um, massive heart condition thing 22 years ago and had to have an operation and I came out of that and the doctor said perfectly fine 100% healed my brain said if you exert your heart too much it will happen again even though it wasn't that kind of heart problem and I struggled for years to be confident in so many areas until I had to make a decision to go, maybe I should just test it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, but it's that thing of like reality was it was fine the whole way through those years. There was nothing wrong with it the whole way through that. But my brain was the thing that was the barrier. And I do think that is is such a fascinating thing that quite often we'll say, oh, I can't do it because of this. And it's like, how, why Why is that the thing that you can't do when we know the truth is this? Truth doesn't make any difference in confidence. It's, you know, we could have the most amazing life and be have the most perfect everything around us, but have no confidence. It's not a, it's not a, if you have these things, it gets better, right? Like I find that really fascinating. The whole, the whole puzzle and juggle of who's more confident than other people has nothing to do about our external circumstances. No, and I always believe and tell people that your brain is just trying to keep you safe. Yes, it's so true. And so when you're when you're scared, when you're fearful of something, you know, become friends with that part of you. And I am always encouraging my clients to, you know, become your biggest cheerleader. Talk to that part of you that's scared. And I know you're scared. We've never done this before. That's okay. Let's just have fun with it and let's just try it anyway. Like I know. I remember being a kid and people always said, oh, yeah, if you talk to yourself, you're so crazy. And I do not agree with that. I think no, I have I helped don't myself and my clients have helped themselves just by becoming your biggest cheerleader and talking to yourself. It's so powerful. So the next time your brain's like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. I'm so scared. I, I don't want that heart thing to happen again. Hey, it's OK. You're going to be fine. I understand. Let's just go for it. I, I love that. And I think that that is, I, I absolutely love that because I think that fear of failure is the thing that stops it. And I do talk to myself. I actually will talk to myself, like, especially if I've done something where I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? And I talk myself through it. And then I'll say, and you know, Rachel, it's okay that you're talking to yourself and that it sounds a bit crazy that you're having a full conversation with yourself in the car because you're processing this and this is healing for you. And I, have, I even like, I just reaffirmed myself. It's okay to talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good on you. I love um, that. Okay, so let's talk about the fear of starting a podcast and taking it by the right? reins and starting it. So do you want me to tell me the story of like that journey of deciding to have a podcast to launch, like what that looked like for you and when that happened? Sure thing. So when I left radio, I always knew that I wanted to start a podcast mm. because, again, I love using voice. But I, I kind of like you with that heart example. Mm. I didn't actually give myself permission. I waited four years. So when I say I started my podcast in 24 hours, I did, but I waited four years. Yeah, <laughs> I waited that's four so years interesting. to actually give myself permission. And I would have people ask me quite regularly, you know, when are you going to start a podcast? What are you going to do it on? And my excuse, which is, is, I guess, part of my advice, actually, is I didn't have a topic that I really cared about enough. I hadn't landed on something yet. I didn't have something that inspired me that I thought I could talk about for days on end. And when that landed, when this theme of I want to share with people how they can become the most confident version of themselves, Mm. when that landed with me, that's when I was able to make the podcast. I find that really interesting because I say that to people um, with content when they're like, I don't know how to write my content. I don't know what to do. I was working with a client yesterday who's got massive blocks. Like when I start talking about it, she just freaks out. And I said, the problem is you keep on thinking about the stuff you should be talking about. I want us to do a session where we just, you tell me one thing you love talking about in your business, the only thing, and let's build a whole plan around that. Because 
we can't do the thing unless we've got something that's fired us enough enough to push us through totally. the pain barrier, right, of, of mm-hmm. doing it in inertia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. so you had that idea. So when did you have that idea? What, what made you, when was the day you had that idea? Was it like, um, you know, what time of the year what sort of thing was it? It was in December of 2021 that I started toying with that. And I'd already been focusing with clients on confidence and I'd already been doing confident content. I'd already been doing confident workshops. But at this point, I wasn't doing my one-on-one. I was still full-time employed, actually. And I thought, you know, this is the thing that I do. I want to drive my business around. I want to focus on. And I, I just love the experiences that people can have for themselves when they are more confident. And I want to inspire and motivate more of that in people. And so this was around December and I started trickling away in my brain and I thought, you know what, the 1st of January this year is a Sunday and I want to release podcast episodes every single Sunday. So when better than the 1st of January on a Sunday? (laughs) Like, isn't that, that's the universe telling me, you know, you got to do it. But I had a barrier where our friends were coming to stay. And so I said to myself, Janelle, I want you to be present with your friends. But if they leave early, the 1st of Jan, you are locking yourself in the office and you're going to put an episode live that day. They ended up leaving 10.30 a.m. on New Year's Day. Oh, perfect. And I spent the next few hours in the office. And before I knew it, I had my first podcast episode. Okay, so I find that so crazy because even like with Confident Content, which is the third one, no. I thought about it. I did, I have all these because I have all these other things I feel I need to do beforehand, which you didn't obviously didn't do any of those things, and you're still here. What uh, are those things? <laughs> tell me, because I can oh, tell so you. Things like I, I made sure that my um, that my artwork was already sorted, that it had been loaded up onto all the directories, so that everything was ready to go. Um, so they were kind of fed. So when I loaded it up, it was available on all the networks. So when I registered it on all the different networks. Um, I had a, I used PodPage, which um, has like a little thing. So I had it like with all the SEO. So that was already ready to go. I had created like, um, I did some like lead ups. I, I think the difference was that what I like is we came at it from different stages. I had an established business already. Yours was in mm-hmm. an emerging stage. So yeah. for you, there was time to kind of do those things. For me, this the journey of going into that new podcast was part of my marketing strategy Absolutely. of building that audience excitement and expectation. So it comes from a different place. Plus, I really wanted to rank at the first week it came out. You know, like, and I had both of them. I I have, you know, I I rank in my in, in my section in the top five, um, and Map It Marketing actually was number one for months. And, and and so I I wanted to I wanted to rank so I was like that was part of it. There's an arrogance involved there for me. I think or it's not arrogant. Well, it's just more like a I I wanted to have more people see it, and the higher up it is, the easier for people to find it. I think it's more the thing. Um, and so yeah, so I was quite specific about it. Plus, because I have ADHD, I was terrified I wasn't going to make it past seven episodes because apparently that's like the most people drop before after seven. Really? Yeah. And only how many episodes have you done now? Oh my gosh, this week I think we're on ninety. Okay, so yeah. I did one hundred and thirteen on Method, and only one percent of podcasts podcasters make it past a hundred episodes. Wow. So you're almost in the one percent. Mm. You know what? My I, I love all of those things that you shared. And all that I'm thinking about in my brain is year one, even day one of my podcast. My only intention was to prove to myself yes. I can be consistent. Which I really love because it's <laughs> but I think that is that cons- that was one of mine too. Like I, I think that was the thing is I had never I had I had never really been a, I was known as the kid who was, you know, great at chatting but not great at the follow through, and it, and for me the podcast was a thing where I was like I'm going to just freaking do this and I'm not going to be that person who does who announces I've done it because I I also like that thing of announcing beforehand is a bad idea, because you announce and you're like I better not let this drop off like the terror of that. <laughs> Whereas you didn't do that. So the fact that you stayed consistent with Emily and just did the podcast just shows a major depth of commitment to it because it is like, it is a big commitment to do a podcast. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about those hours that you between ten thirty and twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. What did you do during that time? Okay, so we have three phases. One is planning. The second is creating, and then the third is launching. And so, in terms of the planning, we really kind of touch on this to do with the theme. What is it that we want to talk about, right? And so, because I I, I had Janelle, you want to do confidence, so I already had that part. Then it was the well, who is this for? And because between you and I, different stages of business, I was still trying to figure that out. And so for me, who I was talking to was really fascinating. It was actually a visual of a woman who had come to one of my confident workshops that I was doing. And I just kept that person in my mind the whole day. And even when I was recording, I just imagined that I was talking to her. And that's something that I got taught in radio. I used to be really, as you would imagine, really nervous talking behind the microphone, knowing how many thousands of people were listening. And someone said to me, you should use the computer and put a photo of your best friend up on the screen. Mm. And when you talk, just talk to her. I love that because I actually, that's why I love the camera, because I just pretend the camera is my best friend. I love it. You know, and the same with the microphone. I just feel like I, I, I agree with that. I think that that's one of the things that people just kind of freak out is they, they're thinking, who will hear this? Well, the thing is that that it is just one person you're only ever talking to mm-hmm. with a podcast specifically, not not so much in a big group. Like you could speak at a conference and you know there's more people and there's this interaction and energy in that room. Mm-hmm. But in a podcast, like anyone that's listening to this now, you're probably by yourself with your headphones and, you, and most mm-hmm. people don't listen to it. It might be in the car, mm-hmm. um, but but you're generally by yourself. So if you're trying to, if you're going, hey, everybody, you know, it's kind of missing the mark. Mm-hmm. It very much mm-hmm. is an intimate relationship with the listener. Absolutely. And it's exactly the same. When you listen to the radio, they're talking to one person. They know there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people listening, but they talk to you. They say, you lovely listener, how are you today? Yeah, I've I've just discovered this term. I actually had never before, but I'm really into it at the moment, called parasocial relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that podcasts do is they help you develop parasocial relationships with the people you're listening to. Like I I think you probably would have had the same with clients where, you know, you'll be talking and they'll go, oh, you know, in episode such and such, you talked about such and such. And you're like, I don't even remember what I said. But people (laughs) really take it in. Yeah, they Mm. do. They do. It's amazing. I am. I go to a networking group and one of the ladies there religiously listens to my podcast every single week. And this week she actually asked me in front of everybody some questions based on things that she's heard in my podcast. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. It does feel very special, actually. It's an incredible privilege to do it, really. It is. Okay, so in that planning, so you did, um, you thought about your content theme. You need to think about who your ideal client is. Did you think about things like... um, what sort of length or format, like it was it going to be you or those sort of things? Yes. Yeah. So that was the next part of the planning was, you know, what's the type? Is this knowledge? Is this how to? Is it guests? Is it just me? Is it short and sharp or is it long, you know, like Joe Rogan format? And honestly, I just thought, what do I want to do? I didn't, I because I didn't know anything else yet. I didn't actually know who that target customer was. Yes, I had someone in mind, but I still needed that person to, I guess, affirm for me down the line. And I wasn't going to wait for that. No. So I just decided, what do I want? Well, you know what? I really like listening to episodes that are about 30, 45 minutes. So we'll start yeah, there. Yeah, me too, yeah. I want to um, get good at my craft again. So I'm going to mostly do solo episodes in the beginning. So for the first eight episodes, it was just me. And then I had my first guest on episode eight. So I guess I hit that threshold of seven episodes. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) And then I went to guests. And now this year, 2023, I have one solo and one guest Hmm. per fortnight. So that's what I did with Mavit Marketing. I quite liked having the flick. I I haven't quite worked out my ratio for this one. I'm, I, I, it's going to bother me because I like having things in patterns, but I'm at the moment I'm going to go rogue, I think, and just not have it necessarily in a pattern. But I don't know if I'm going to cope with that. 
Mm. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing that I think as well. I noticed with some podcasts that I listen to, they have themes. So say for we're a whole month, every episode is on a same kind of topical theme, but they don't say this month, this is our no. theme. It's just, you can tell if you listen back to back to episodes that these are all related to the same thing. So there's that as an option as well. And within mm. that, you could have solos or you could have guests. Um, then it was around the the planning of hmm. ideas, right? What am I actually going to talk about? And so I create this dashboard and I force myself to write at least 50 ideas. That's amazing. What do you use for your dashboard, by the way? I, I just I just use everything in Google. So I use oh. Sheets. Yeah, I yeah. use things in Sheets. I use Sheets too. <laughs> sheets is great. And I use notes a lot on my phone. There are a lot of podcast mm-hmm. notes on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got in my in my podcast dashboard one sheet is for my actuals so every single episode I put it in there because you know as if you're wanting to I guess encourage people to keep listening you would say oh back in episode 45 we spoke about this and so I always like having the sheet mm. handy so I can remember what number that's things a good idea. were <laughs> yeah it's really hard otherwise yeah and then on the second tab that's where I have my ideas and so I what I've learned as I've gone on is that I get a lot of inspiration from my clients and from my my day-to-day life. And so I don't often now go back to that ideation sheet with all those ideas. I actually just sit for a few moments and I think, what conversations have I had this week? What have I learned this week? What's inspired me this week? And then there usually tends to be something that comes up within that. And that's what I create the episode on. So that, you know, that can be that initial brainstorming just to get you started and to help validate for you. Okay, cool. I can talk on this topic. I do have enough to say about it. Um, And then from there, oh, one of the other things we, we being I, did in the brainstorm (laughs) was to think about what are my audio cues going to be? Am I going to be a podcast that has an intro, an official recorded intro, an outro? Am I going to do ads? Yes. How how am I going to run this from an audio perspective? So what did you decide for that? I decided to make an intro, which I made myself, and that's the next stage, so I'll talk through that. I decided to have an intro. I also mocked up an outro. I've never used the outro. And just recently, so, you know, episode 80 plus, I put in a little ad in the middle, but it was an ad for me and for something that I was, you know, an offer that I had out there. And it just felt so weird, but also kind of cool, you know. And, I've been thinking um, about the ad too. I think, yeah. you know, because I get people buying my my book from my podcast, Literally. but I think I'd get probably, it'd be better if I, I'm, I've been thinking about doing a few ads for things. I'm actually just really going, damn it, I forgot because I, I was using my show notes to do our intro. And what I've done in this one, I've always had like a little intro and then I'd mm-hmm. go into it that's what I did when I started I had like a little recorded musical jinky jinky thing yeah and then I had some feedback from people my clients who said hey I really like podcasts where there's a bit of talking first and then it does the intro and then you go in so I changed it mm-hmm. and then and I and then I decided with this one that I would do kind of the show notes as my intro but then I would say hi I'm Rachel Claver and this is Confident Content I'm the host and what my I have someone who does the engineering side. I think you probably do it yourself, but I have someone who does that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, She adds my music just lightly behind the when I say I'm the host. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so good, but she's not going to do it with this one. Vera's going to be saying to me, Rachel, because I forgot to to do it this time. But I'm really enjoying that. I feel Mm -hmm. like there are so many different ways that we can do that. Yeah. But but I think getting started having a recorded intro is easier for people who worry about remembering to do that or give a consistency it feels like a safer option yeah it, it definitely creates that consistency and it, I think it gives you a bit of a, a brand recognition or you know people then get familiar with that messaging being exactly the same every single week I kept that same intro for the first 11 months and then I went through a rebrand so the podcast was initially called girls get confident and then I went on a radio interview and the dude who was interviewing me introed me as Janelle Hosking from Girls Get, which was the name I was going by at the time. She helps teenage girls with their confidence. And I was like, no, I 
don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I actually help women and I chose Girls Gap because... It sounded good. It was just, yeah, it, it literally, it's, it's that assonance. was it. It's got alliteration yeah, in it. Exactly. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I then just got whole, turned off to the, to the Girls Gap because that's not who I was talking to. No. Um, and I and I changed it. So now it's just get confident. I love that. Um, and so, so you, so you've gone and kind of gone through that sort of stuff, and I think it's amazing you got that stuff. Did you worry about developing artwork and things like that during that process as well? So the next phase, which was creating, this was where I had the gear. So I had, like I said, I'd already been thinking that I wanted to do a podcast, and it kind of started in that, let's say, early December. So I actually went and bought a mic. I purchased a Blue Yeti microphone. That's what I'm using now. This was oh, my upgrade. Oh, I literally just used Zoom microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zoom microphone, no headphones. And that was what I did for almost 100 episodes. And it was fine. Yeah. But I used to do one sometimes where I had like the sheet over me or, you know, like <laughs> to try and get a bit of sound or funny. But now I feel, you know, like I think people often go, oh, do I need to have a really expensive podcast desk and things like that? But I actually think, before you know you're doing it, starting off with a Yeti is actually a really good space. Yeah, and a Yeti's that two hundred and fifty dollar yeah. price point. I, I, for me, it was important to have some skin in the game. Yes. So I paid for my microphone, and I also pay for the platform that I host my podcast on. Although you don't have and to. And what do you use? I use Simplecast. Okay, cool. And so and I know. Sorry, I was going to ask: Is that do you can you record on that as well, or is it a separate thing to record? It's a separate thing to record. So I was using StreamYard to record and I had, I got an annual subscription for that. That was uh, recommended to me by another podcast host. And um, I didn't want to use Zoom and Mm. it actually had nothing to do with the visuals because I knew I wanted to pull visuals Mm. to do socials and whatnot. But I, I didn't want to use Zoom from the beginning because I'm all about sound. Yes. And I well, don't be. love yeah. Zoom's sound. Yeah, it's not it isn't the best. I look I listen back on some of those podcasts and go, yeah, that made it tricky. And, and I do have an audio engineer who's really good at kind of messing things up and I think sound is still something I'm I'm moving next year and I'm I'm actually going to have hopefully like a probably a little studio that's going to have more sound because it's going to make it so much better like sound and and video for lighting is good too um just so people know too i use squadcast now so that would be my version to record so this is what i use to record that and um i use omni studio for my hosting paid as well Um, and i chose to go paid because i just it was the skin in the game for me like skin in the game but also with paid ones there are different features like being able to slip in ads and things like that that are part of that there's no limit to how many episodes they host. Mm-hmm. There's just a whole lot of other pluses when you have a paid platform. Exactly. So that was the, um, I guess, in terms of buying that microphone or setting yeah. up that software. That's You're something done that you, you might want to do in a couple of weeks beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had already done that. But also coming from radio, I think I had that techie experience as yeah. well. So you had so confidence t- coming in in terms of just that bit of knowledge as well. Yeah, I did. It wasn't a lot. And what mm. I recommend is um, I, I, I use Audacity to put mine together. So obviously you've got your engineer. I Once I've recorded it in the platform, I then pull it off, put it into Audacity. I add my intro, which is, you know, the pre-recorded thing with the bells and whistles. And then I also, like you said, I do a spoken intro too yeah. if it's a guest episode. And then I just play around with the levels. And I literally learned how to do that with just some trial and error and a few YouTube videos when I got stuck. So Audacity, I know what it is, but do you want to explain to everyone what Audacity is? Oh my gosh, I hope I do this justice. So it's just a, <laughs> I'm it's sure a you free will. it's a free software that you can download straight onto your computer. Mm. And essentially it's audio engineering. So there's different uh tracks that you can you could put in a um a song in there or um like a backing track and then you could hit record and then you could start singing into it or start talking your intro into it. I did my recording of my podcast intro first and then I found the track that I wanted and then I snipped that all inside Audacity. So it's it's pretty much just your editing for your audio where you can um, blend things together or separate them out. 
Um, and it's a free software to obviously they I think they have a paid version of it but I've only ever needed the free software and YouTube there's so there's people who have full YouTube accounts just teaching you how to use this one platform it's so cool that people do that and hopefully you know that's their little business and they're making some um, income from that from YouTube but yeah so it's just a that for me was one that came recommended. That was also one that I got taught how to use in radio school um, because it was free. So our tutor just said, oh, everyone use this platform, figure out how to use it. You know, it'll come in handy. So I had, um, that was already in my mind. And because we were on kind of a short timeline, I just wanted to do stuff fast. You know, you can go to Fiverr or Upwork and pay somebody else one off to do it for you and go for that if that's what you want to do. Um, I've got a question about the sound because um, I think I used Audio Jungle or something like that to buy my track. Mm-hmm. You do need to make sure if you're using music that it's a, either royalty free or that Correct. you've bought the royalties for it because yes. people do get into trouble for that. And yeah. what I do like about buying one, and they're not often very expensive, is you can run or th- run through. The, I think for me, like if we talk about time wasting, um, that is the rabbit hole that I can lose half a day on because for oh, me yeah. it, it's – you know, there's so many different sounds of music and you have, it defines the feel of your show. Like when I did the map at marketing, it was like, it was like, a like it was like quite jumpy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one's a lot more kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I wanted to go deeper. It's got this more laid back feeling and I really had to think and I listened to lots of music. So for those of you that that sound is important, you may not get that done in the two hour thing unless you're a quick decision maker like Janelle. But <laughs> and that, that, that was that was my thing is I was like, what's the vibe? So you, yeah, you, you have you to know, think the vibe, right? Point. Yeah, what, what's the vibe I want? And then I just searched in some random. I you know what was in my mind? I don't know why, but it was like Georgie FM, Georgie FM kind of yeah, style cool. of that, tunes. Yeah. And so I put in some keywords for that kind of thing. And then I was very lucky that I think by number 10 of, of playing, I found one I really liked, yeah. like Raspberry something. I don't know, some DJ made it. And I also paid for it. So um, the, the pla- I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the platform that I used. Um, but it was, I literally just searched like royalty-free music online. And then it came up with a paid subscription. And so I just went for that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it sometimes can be handier if you if you struggle making decisions <laughs> to have someone who you just put the faith and trust in them and um, get them to find it for you yes yes exactly because exactly. they can do things like slow it down to the right one do something where if you're a bit more excited they happen to have sped the music up so they can do those sort of things if that's not what you're geared to and that is something that I would go if you don't have a techie background you might want to give that to someone else to do so you've yeah. got a really tight one Exactly. And I think for me, I I was progress over perfection. I was, this is on my brain today. I want to get it done. I just want to get it out there. And I want to start proving to myself that I can be consistent. And so if you're like that, then whatever is going to help you to make it happen the fastest. And if you're willing to, you know, pay a little bit of money to help that make that happen, then do it. I'm all about trying to minimize the opportunities for procrastination. And so if you <laughs> do that. not know how to mix the audio and you sit on that for too long, yeah, you need to get someone else to help you with it. Yeah, and for me, I, re- I would have just spent, I'm a, so it's interesting. Did you decide when you did your, I, we're jumping to editing, but I want to ask this question. Did you, obviously, because you're a skilled editor because it's something you've done, did you decide to do things like remove your ums and things like that or did you keep them in? I would play. I think part of my process is, if it's a solo episode and I'm recording directly into Audacity, if I stuff up really badly, then I'll just stop the whole recording, delete, compose myself, have a drink of water and and start again. Whereas if I'm with a guest and more recently, actually, there was a crazy dog that was barking so loud. Re- yeah, it was really yeah. distracting. And so I always have a notepad beside me. And I just wrote down like 38.45 delete dog. And so <laughs> I just keep a note to myself of, of anything in particular that was, mm, what's the word? Uh, I don't like to take away from the sound, mm. you know, but I'm happy to keep ums and ahs. Like we're yeah, human. I keep ums and ahs. Yeah. I decided I would. Every now and again, I'll listen to my thing. And most of the time I don't have a lot of them, but a few times if I've, 
if I've done one and I'm a bit tired, I hear it mm. and I can hear them. Because I do listen to my podcasts. Yeah. Now I didn't used to. Yeah. And, but I think it, it, I feel like I want to because it's part of that thing of focus for you and I were both in that, that realm of confidence is if I can show, hey, you can do it and you don't have to have it perfectly polished and it's still done, then I'm also sending this message of just get, just fucking do it, essentially. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that's really important, but also because that's the cadence of what I would be talking to you about if I was a coach. So I'm, I'm representing myself the way that I would be totally. in a session. Yeah. If I'm all perfect and then I'm talking to you and I say an arm, you might be, oh, okay, she's not sure on this no. when that's part of my speaking. Yeah, exactly. And and it's all about that time as well, right? Mm. Like we've all got, we've, we've now got businesses, we've got priorities in other places. A podcast is part of your marketing and you're not necessarily being paid for it. Like, yes, it could bring yeah. you work, but yeah. you can't spend so much time on it that you're then avoiding that paid work. Yes, exactly. So it's just, you've just got to weigh it up. So in audacity, you wouldn't be going through, you'd just be taking out the big clunkers that you may have noticed. Like I remember having to do one because I'd forgotten to plug my laptop in and I went, oh, hang on a minute, noted the time. When I plugged my laptop in and went and we went back into it, so like that got taken out. Yes. Uh, yes. So, but yeah, it would be the same sort of thing. Is is just generally just keep going is really important. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I really rely on having those notes because sometimes I'll record with a guest. Now I try to do my guest recording in, in I guess phases or oh. all lumped in together over yeah. a couple of weeks, and. Um, that means that the guest episode might not go out for six months. I've literally yeah. just released one this week that I recorded back in February. Well, this is going to be, um, I'm not going to tell people what month we're recording this, but this will be a while before it comes out just because of the way it goes. I mean, that's just, that is part of this, you know, is is that's how that works. And, and the only way you can sustain podcasting, in my belief, mm-hmm. is to always be working ahead. Because yeah. you never want to get to the day it's coming out and go two days before going, shit, it's not, it's not been done. Oh, you know, and I've I, been there. I, I've been there too. I have been Saturday night thinking, Janelle, you don't have an episode to go I live. I feel sick. Tomorrow. You feel yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've got to wake up really late. I've woken up sometimes at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. on a Sunday just to do it. Hmm. And then there's other times where I've allowed myself if I needed it just to sleep in and make it go live at 10 a.m. Like it still went live, right? And, yeah. And I, 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 um, you, you can't hate on yourself for that mm. but you learn the lesson of okay now get a few weeks ahead again you know and keep yeah. being consistent with that yeah I try to work about six weeks in advance normally but, but mm-hmm. it also helps again I've got an engineer so for her it's also good if I know I can give her five to six at a time she can do the one on one batch um, and also that makes it great for me because I'm fairly certain um, Vera if you're listening to this I'm fairly certain you also have ADHD she's a very creative amazing woman she's a DJ she's amazing amazing but sometimes she's scraping through the last minute if I'm if I've left it to the last minute and that just causes me anxiety so I've really learned to work ahead is really good and because I don't want to be freaking out about podcast episodes every week because we've kind of referred oh. to it. It does take quite a bit of time. Podcast is not just the podcast that takes the time. Exactly. Right. It's the easy bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you've see so in that creating side. So you bought you'd bought a microphone, you'd mm-hmm. you'd kind of bought that stuff, you'd kind of sorted through those things. Um, yeah. had you registered the name anywhere on any platforms at that stage? On on this day I went on to Yes. And I did the initial setup. So okay. I think I went on to Spotify, went on to iTunes. And obviously some of them do take a little mm. bit of time to k- kick in. Um, but I wasn't stressed. I was like, I trust it'll work out. It'll yeah. come up in a couple of days or so. So I really love what you said about having that goal to rank. That was nowhere in my sphere, particularly because I didn't have my brand yet. Like no, no. one knew who I was. No. You know, I just didn't think. I didn't have the the experience to even think like that, but I can do I, love that. Can I do it? Give you a tip for those who are listening. If you do want it to rank, and I didn't actually nail this because I was running late because I was juggling two podcasts at the same time. But the trick, if you want to rank initially, is to actually release three three podcasts on the first day. Because what happens then, it's about the listening of all those podcasts. So only so say if you only had twenty people listening, but they listen to all three, that's sixty listens. And so that's going to push your podcast at the ranking. I actually only got two off the rank with this one. And so I didn't see the lift that I did with, even though the numbers per episode were much higher than my initial one, Mm. I didn't quite get the numbers up the way that I did with Mapit Marketing. 
Um, so that is like that. I was recommended to do that initially, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I wish I had actually got around to doing it with confident content. So well, just for anyone that's that's thinking about launching a podcast in the future, that's also a bit of a hack if your podcast is dropping in rankings, as you can just launch like two episodes or something like that in a day, and that will boost it up again. I love this question. How what what do you use to know your ranking? Oh, I use Chartable. Chartable. I think I, I think I'm signed up to that. Yeah, and it just gives me a little. I, I just check it. I also check manually just on iTunes. I don't worry about Spotify so much. Um, Chartable is owned by Spotify, uh, but I also just use my. Um, I use my download kind of guide on Omni. Like it gives me like how many downloads. So that kind of helps. I will yeah. tell you that. Mapit marketing dropped significantly in downloads this year. Uh, sorry, and no, dro- didn't dr- drop in downloads. It increased by fifty percent in downloads, mm. but dropped in rankings. So I do want to say with rankings, they do give priority to new with new podcasts. So wow. a podcast that's new might rank higher than a podcast that has higher listening rates, mm. just because they'll push it out. It's kind of like reels on Instagram. They'll just sometimes push out content and you don't deserve it. So, you know, someone who says, I ranked first for this, it's not the first week that you're looking at. You're looking at months down the track because that's that consistent listening. Um, So I'd say that. I'd also say one of the things I did find really interesting is that that if it's got enough ranking in New Zealand, then what they do is they try it out in different audiences. So I would suddenly rank high up in Ireland, for example, and then they'd test it there. And then if I didn't get the listeners having it highly ranked, they'd just drop drop off again. Because so they'd go and do Afghanistan. I was number one in Afghanistan, number one in Korea for a couple of weeks because I was testing out the market. Yeah. And then obviously I wouldn't get enough uptake, and then I'd just come out of that that again. So it is quite fascinating to watch what they do. They give they do give your your podcast a shot if it's identified as one that they go yep this could work if they're seeing a balance of of growth in it they will push it out to different markets that is just so fascinating and do you think because i remember when i was um first looking into podcasts someone said about the the category you put yourself very important makes a difference too yes i don't rank really highly in business in new zealand but i rank highly in marketing so i think that in marketing of course marketers love doing a podcast so it's a more competitive space it's kind of like amazon bestsellers if you find a space that's not very competitive you can rank really well in that space and you can potentially rank really well worldwide in it. So yeah. don't do marketing. Like guys, don't don't be a sucker like me. Choose something. And like and actually to be honest, Janelle's got the worst too, because she's talking to women in business. So like yeah. it's a terrible, terrible thing for her as well. It's but boring. but for some of you, you know, if you've got an odd thing wow. that you want to do, I don't know, like cake decorating or something like yeah. that, yeah. you could find that you could rank really well. And it is the categories that you have to think about. I actually put mine into how to. Yeah. And I'm just looking at Chartable now and it's telling me that I'm ranked 136. Yes. And it looks like the first one on a how-to is 10-minute homeschooling, so little tips on homeschooling. So different, right? So you might need to change the category. So fascinating. I would definitely put yours in business because you mainly work with women, right? Yes. Her own business. I would definitely put it in business and there might be something in there somewhere. Fascinating. There we go. I'm learning something today. Thank you, Rachel. Yay, well, that's Love good. this. <laughs> okay, so you've done your planning yeah. and did you write notes of what your episode so you had something to guide you or did you write because like I've I've heard yeah, people yeah. who write a script. I don't write scripts, so I really yeah. write the show notes script. But besides yeah. that, I don't write scripts. Do do you do that? So because I want mine to be very practical, I yeah. want to have a start, a middle, and an end. Yeah. So I um I outline and I would bullet point, and I still do that to this day. Um, I wouldn't do a word for word, but if there was no. particular stories I wanted to share, I always try to use stories and examples. Yeah, I would, you know, flesh Note them out them. a little yeah. bit to make sure I'm hitting my point. Um, and I just did that inside my, you know, podcast Google Drive folder. So I've actually got outlines for every that's single so good. episode. Yeah, and I think that's good because I know one day I can go back to it and I can make blog posts out of mm-hmm. all of that. I, I will, when I have capacity, mm-hmm. be able to to utilize that. Um, and like you said in the beginning, use all of that for um, repurposing moving forward. Can I give you a hack? Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm doing at the moment. Because blogging fell by the wayside. So I have an admin person who helps me, but we take the podcast transcript 
Yeah. We put it into Otter AI and transcribe yeah. it. I've actually got Descript now because it comes with my Squadcast, yeah. so I can use yeah. that. Yeah. So I turn it into a transcript, and then I load it up into ChatGPT and say, hi, this is my podcast. Can you please tidy this up into proper sentences? And so I will I do that. If I've got a guest like you, I'll say, here's just Janelle's information. Can you pull out 15 quotes? Because that gives me content. Yeah. But I get that thing. And I said to ChatGPT, can you turn it into like just tidy it up? And then I say, thanks. Could you please now, using all my words and phrases, turn this into a blog covering the same material? Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like me. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty much me. They've just tidied it up. And then that's mm-hmm. my blog. Well, I might have to change right. a little bit of it. I normally just get my, my, my admin person just to basically edit it for my feel because she can write mm-hmm. in my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, which only takes a couple of hours, but it just means I then have a blog on that topic. It's just been the most amazing thing. Yeah, I really need to um, get get into it, but that that's a whole other. Yeah, thing. that's another topic. But anyway, I thought I'd just pass it on. <laughs> no, I'm getting thank off you. track. Um, okay, so so you you did the plan and outline. That's how I do it too. I don't like having a script because I feel like you know even with the show notes, I went off a little bit, and that's fine. I can do that, but then I'm worried mm-hmm. that I'm missing a sentence, and so I don't want to be thinking about that and I'm not making eye contact and yeah. even though it's mainly an audio thing I think making eye contact while you're recording helps you feel like you're talking to a person definitely it's definitely. a different cadence yeah yeah it is it is and um it's nice as well to to feel like yeah you're not you're not alone yeah so with the creating um, stage is there anything else in that stage that we've missed yes so this is where we go on to creating those marketing materials yeah. I went into Canva mm-hmm. and I just made a little logo. <laughs> I put a photo of me on yep. there and I keep it super simple and I just have that podcast logo as the same logo for every single episode. Oh, that makes it easy. On Particularly on the platforms as in on Spotify, on iTunes, but... Mm. For socials, I do a custom tile for socials because mm. I don't want my grid to look the same every time. Yeah. Um, and then so I literally just did all of that in Canva and then from there I would um, think about how I can I guess promote this episode to my email list and so I would take pretty much what you said you put into ChatGPT and I would just write a little um, email that goes out on Monday morning so the episode goes live on Sunday and then I'd have that little email on Monday um, just trying to you know let people know if they don't already have their little bell on and don't get notified when the episode comes out so yeah I think I kept it as as straightforward as I could and obviously I've tried lots of different things over the past almost two years now Um, but the biggest thing for me was just to be consistent every single week like for the first year if I scroll back on my my social media for the first year which you probably wouldn't advise this I barely even promoted the podcast I was because so it was the about opposite. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so the opposite because I actually used for a year and then I got sick of it. I actually used the co- the content of that podcast for the week as my theme for the week and would use it as my content. And then I just felt like I was getting overwhelmed. So I just pulled back. I've um, actually been pretty slack with this one. I have posts that automatically go out, but I do have admin support. So no. I write when I write my show notes and I do this, that goes off to my engineer. And then I write the show note, the the promo post, it goes into a doc and my admin person manages all that. So once it's done, it's locked and loaded, I don't have to think about it again. So this might go out, I don't know, six, eight weeks time, Mm. but I've done all the work today. So it's sorted. Mm. And that's that's really helped me. But I am aware that I've got to the point where I can do that. And that's Mm. why I really wanted to talk to you because I think that it's really hard when you when you're doing it or when you're having all that external help because it's mm-hmm. an expense you know it mm-hmm. costs me it I think about 120 US an episode for mm-hmm. Vera to edit it mm-hmm. I might be less Vera sorry have I upped you by accident <laughs> maybe it's 80 US I don't know 80 US for her to do that mm-hmm. um, and she's really qualified I have my Ammon person that takes a couple of hours for her to do those sort of things mm-hmm. we're about to do clips of video and she's going to be doing that um, and I use Opus Pro Mm-hmm. And it takes it and it automatically subtitles it and it chooses for yeah. keywords what you're doing. Yeah. But that takes energy and time to create a process and work through what you want to do. And it's hard when you're juggling that with everything else. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that you touched on that because that's been something that I did from day one was I created a process. Yeah. When I created the first episode, I wrote down step by step what I Excellent. did. And then I used that for next week's episode yeah, and so I, on and yeah. so forth. 
I think you have to be organized if you're going to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. and do you bat- so you batch your your guest ones? Do you batch your solo ones too? Okay, I batch record my guest okay. ones. I haven't got so great at then. This is what I was going to say: is a learning that I'm taking on now is one as soon as I get off a recording, yeah. I need to have pre-scheduled the hour following yeah. to then edit it, to to wow. add my intro, to schedule it, to write that email, to do my social post, all the unpleasant stuff. Yeah, all the unpleasant <laughs> stuff. Like that's that's the tidying, that's the finalizing of that mm. process. The best thing I could say to anyone, and I'm saying this lesson learned, is to do it straight away. Yeah. For instance, the episode that's just come out this week was recorded back in February, like I said. I edited it last week. Yeah. It's and not a pleasant experience, hard. right? It just makes no. you feel gross. Yeah, it's it's challenging. Yeah. So do your, do your future self a favor and do it all the day you record. Yeah, and so for you, like, because obviously we both do it and we've seen results, re- enough positive results in terms of client growth from doing a podcast. But for you, how much, how many hours a week would you say that podcasts take up for you? Maybe half an hour outlining, 30 to 45 recording, depending if it's a guest, mm-hmm. I always allow an hour. Yeah. And then I usually honestly give myself one to two hours post because yeah. I try to pull social, um, I try to pull mm. clips and do reels. Yeah. And the platform I use, it's an amazing platform. It's called veed.io. Um, oh, I've but heard of that. That's good. Yeah, and I've used it since pretty much since they first came out, right? And so I've been able to progress with them along all the upgrades, which has been so cool. Um, but sometimes it's a bit uh, laggy still. Mm. And so I probably spend a bit too much time in there than what I should. I've also been looking at getting some help with that part of it yeah. because that doesn't really bring me joy. No. Um, I want that out there. I want those little snippets um, and those val- bits of value to be in the world, but I don't really want to be the one to do it. So I also think that's why it takes a bit of extra mm. time. But anyway, yeah, I add, I include one to two extra hours. So um, we're talking about like half a day a week essentially. Yeah. And, yeah. and so if you were doing two, you could – potentially do because I, I think I think you also do you do Fridays many Fridays as well is that your day do you ever um, take your day oh my schedule changes when you and I first were speaking I didn't work Fridays yeah and over winter we've started working Fridays again because yeah there's not much we can do on the property in the rain no. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, tell me about it um so <laughs> I normally have Friday sometimes it doesn't work this way but most of the time I've from the beginning I went Friday is my podcast day I love that um and then what I do is if I can my reward is if I get lots of stuff ahead, I don't have a Friday to do podcasts. So at the moment I'm building up a thing. So it means that eventually what I want to be doing is having, um, with MythMap and Marketing, I'd move to doing all my recording for a month on one Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I'd use the following Friday to do kind of all the other marketing side of that. And then I'd get two Fridays that I didn't have to do anything. And that's not client-facing days either. No. So that made it a very pleasurable thing. So I, I felt like setting it on a day meant that I was then motivated to work smarter because I knew I was going to get this reward of more time off if I didn't do that. And I often, it would, you know, I often have sale, a lot of sales meetings for some reason on a Friday too, or but I just meant I don't have any of those other things that I had to do. My whole goal is to be out of, of work mm. very early afternoon. Mm, I you love know? that. So I feel like that really helped me kind of create that space. Um, so... Let's just, we're going to almost wrap up in a minute um, because we could spend a lot of time talking about this. And I have got another person coming on board after this. And so make sure. um, this has been really good. And I really liked how we walked through this. And I hope for people that have listened have gone, okay, that sounds like it's doable. Mm-hmm. I know you used Audacity and that you did have some experience in that. Is that probably the most techie part of this that people would get caught up on? Or what's the hardest part do you think people would find with podcasting? Is it the content? I I. I imagine they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't have, if you, sorry, you didn't have the content. So I wouldn't say the content, um, probably that audacity editing piece. But like I say, if you watch a couple of YouTube videos and just have a play, like be curious with it. Yeah. It, it That's the main thing I always say to people is it's your attitude. If you can be curious mm-hmm. about it rather than hating on it, it's going to help you get more familiar with it. 
Um, so yeah, actually, I agree with you. That would probably have been the thing that that took took a minute because yeah. for me, I hadn't used it in no. you know, eight years. So I was back to being a beginner again. Um, and it still didn't take too long once mm. I'd watched a couple of YouTube videos and and reminded myself, Janelle, just be simple. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles. Just your voice, a music track underneath, turn the music track down. Yes, like a reel. Done. When you add the music, Correct. you just turn it down. It's like Correct. that. If you've yep. done it on, on a reel or on TikToks, you can do it on this. It's just generally just putting music down. And, you know, worse comes to worse. If you don't have any music and you just want to talk the whole time, that's also okay. You can no choose that to be your format. It's Definitely. not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really, I, I agree with you. And I think what I love is it is really simple. Did you, so there's some things that you obviously had to do afterwards, like register on all the podcast, podcast sure. platforms and things like that, okay. um, which, you know, but, but I think I like the way that you just kind of started and, it, and yeah. it does uncomplicate the whole process. My process is truly like I had this thing of, I've got a massive spreadsheet, like it's, I'm not even a spreadsheet person, but it's just so many different like sheets of different things. It's just over the top. But if if people were wanting to do starting a podcast and you went back and you kind of looked about, was there anything you would have done differently? I probably would have promoted it more. Yeah. I would have. It's a promotion that's KA. Yeah. I would have been more consistent in promoting it because you're Mm. right. It did bring me clients. It actually brought me clients pretty quickly. Mm. And so imagine if I'd been promoting it and marketing it more, it would have brought me more clients quickly. And have you seen your numbers grow? Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely they have yeah. grown. They've grown more this year than they did last year. Yeah. And um I was listening to Alex Hamosi actually and he was saying that he had his podcast for he did two podcasts weekly, I think, mm. two episodes weekly. He had his for four and a half to five years before he ever started getting good numbers. Wow. Yeah, I I, I think I had my I started off with around 200 downloads a week because um, mm-hmm. I had promoted it. I don't know what people's numbers are. Um, but near the end with MapIt, I was having about 500 a week. <laughs> and now I've gone to Confident Content and I'm de- bound down in the sort of like 150 or 100 mm-hmm. to 150. And it is, an, it is about just maintaining and just keeping going. But I've talked to people who are really happy with their podcast and they're getting 50 downloads a week. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, you don't need – what I like to say is – if you had 50 people in a room and you were talking to them about what you do, wouldn't no, you be no. pretty bloody happy about that? Most like definitely. You know, and if they're coming back again next week and listening to you again and there's like 35 of them are the same and now there's another new 15 people in there, wouldn't you be pretty bloody happy about that too? So I exactly. think like with when I when I think the numbers, if you go, because I remember Dom Harvey released his, released oh, his podcast. Oh, Dom, I was thinking about him before yeah. too. And he was like oh. two weeks in and he goes, oh, I've reached 10,000 downloads. And I'm just like, oh, fuck you, Dom Harvey. I've been doing it for a year and I've reached like, I was happy to reach 10,000 in a year, you know? <laughs> What's so crazy you mentioned Dom is as we've been talking through this episode, yeah. I literally had him and his podcast pop into my mind. Mm. That is so funny. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's great that you've had a million, you know, or girls and inve- girls that invest. Mm-hmm. They had their podcast. They got onto Forbes from it. They did all this other stuff. They bought this amazing thing. And it's incredible. And that's awesome. But you just focus on doing your lane and trusting the process. And I think the other thing for me is – it's not just the listeners and the business growth. It's the personal growth for you of going, hey, I have got a voice around this. And, you know, people aren't recording in horror when they hear my voice. It's okay. And yeah. I'm finding the way that I talk and I learn. And I now have a bunch of stuff that if someone's stuck, I can go, hey, I've got a podcast episode on that. Absolutely. I refer my clients to my podcast yeah, episodes. Yeah, me too. I'll say, hey, Funny. just listen to this one. It will help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, if people want to get hold of you, um, this has been great, by the way, and I really like that it's very simple, Mm. far better than if I had done this because I would have freaked (laughs) people out. I have done a podcast on Mapit Marketing about how to start a podcast, and I went through my process, and I think I turned off about 15 people. So so I think this is much more doable. Um, So if people want to get hold of you, Janelle, how do they do that? Cool. So my, uh, I have a website, johnalhosking.com. Hopefully you can link that in the description. I will be doing that. And my pod page thing, it automatically spell? feeds it through and you get like, it's just so cool. I'm so into pod page, by the way. That's okay. been my new thing. Okay. I love that. I've written that down. Because you get, you get your podcast name with podcast.com on it. You get your own URL for it. And then it automatically creates this page when it feeds through. 
Um, and then when they fill the guest forms, you just basically search for it and it pulls through all your information that you fed through to me and you get your own little guest page. I just like Framing. that. I, I'm enjoying that kind of side of it. I that, haven't really used oh. everything in it because you can do lead gen. I do have an email. People are signing up to the emails on there. Right. Because po- podcasts, it's, that's the thing It's hard is like, you know, thinking about the next step in the journey. And um, I'm not using that well at the moment. Like I'm totally, I've said, stay in touch with you. I haven't. I've totally done anti everything I teach around emails. But that pod page has been amazing for me. Like I really love that. I'll pop a note of it in the show notes so people can check awesome. it out if, you, if you've got to do it. But Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you can just find me on my website. And yeah. then I'm also usually on Instagram as well. Just Perfect. Janelle Hosking. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. I've really enjoyed it. I love that us both with having confidence in our names and our podcasts. Thank you. Have um you know bring a confident look of how to do a podcast and your your tips were really great and simple. I love the three stages of the planning, creating, launching. And even though you did yours in two hours, you could also do that across two weeks if you, you wanted could. to. Yes, but it's yes. still the same stages. No and mm-hmm. I really like because that's really great. It's just having those that if you go Look, don't freak out about launching yet. Just start with the planning stage. Now, yeah. let's get into the creating stage. What are we going to be doing there? And then you can pause and then you can launch and you're ready. Not exactly. too long because you might get paralysis, but you know. So, yeah. So, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. It was a real pleasure. 